0: From the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. This is an election where former members of the Cabinet, like David Gork are telling the public not to vote for the party they used to be famed for being loyal to. How do we make sense of that? Let's ask a cartoonist.
1: There's so much noise and so many voices. And my job is to bring all these voices and all these different opinions down to one solid image that hopefully sums up what's going
0: on. The standards Christian Adams takes us through the skill of satire. Also,
2: he knows the importance of television in making issues suddenly very real. And the country is going to really get a sense of what these charges are. And it's going to be much harder now. For Trump.
0: In the U.S., we speak to The Standards columnist Philip Delvis protein as televised impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump begin, and...
1: Just to increase the awareness among people in general to spread information and to communicate the science.
0: Greta Thunbergs at a transatlantic race against time to get from the U.S. to Spain for a climate conference. Will she make it? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the art of politics with our cartoonist, Christian Adams.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
3: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delaglio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. Not
0: so long ago, when the Conservatives were in trouble, the cry would come, Uncork the Gork! So loyal, dependable and sensible was their minister, David Gork, he could be relied upon to take to the dispatch box or the TV studio in the trickiest of situations and calm nerves. But now, the Gork has uncorked himself and it shows what trouble the Tories are in. He is running as an independent in south-west Hertfordshire, the constituency he has represented for 14 years, in which Downing Street banned him from standing for again as a Conservative. His crime? He rebelled against his party whip on Brexit. Here's what The Standard thinks.
4: It is the same offence that Boris Johnson, Dominic Raab, Jacob Rees-Mogg and Pretty Patel all committed within the last year. Now, the Tory hypocrisy looks likely to cost them one of their safest home county seats. That fate would be certain if Jo Swinson followed the advice of local Liberal Democrats and stood down her candidate in a seat they now can't possibly win. The biggest loss for the Tories, however, is not just the constituency. Mr Gork at the Treasury and as Lord Chancellor, was an original thinker who put flesh on the bones of one-nation conservatism. His forced departure is a sign of just how far the Conservative Party has diverted from the mainstream common ground that won it elections. His return to the party fold, if that were to happen in the years ahead, would be a sign of a Tory recovery as it becomes a broad movement again. In the meantime, we wish him well in this election battle.
0: It really wasn't that long ago. It would be unthinkable for David Gork to be called a rebel. These are very bizarre times, and our cartoonist Christian Adams has to make sense of it all. So we've pulled him away from the paint and brought him to our studio. Christian, it feels like a different type of election. You've been a cartoonist for some time. Is this Mm. easier or harder for you to cover?
1: Um, It's easier because there is so much more going on um elections are always extremely interesting because everything is highlighted politically it's promises it's what will what we will do with the nhs what we will do with you know the climate change whatever so it highlights everything and cartoonists love things in black and white we don't like murky midterm well maybe this maybe that we like it black and white
0: uh there are certainly some very colorful characters in politics just now boris johnson you i think you quite like drawing boris he, he
1: is a gift uh, the the best thing ever about boris johnson is you can draw him from behind and everybody still knows who he is you just do the hair and the white wider body if i'm allowed to say that um, and he, um <laughs> it's our producer who's supposed to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway that's the that's the response that a cartoonist likes so that's fine um so he's great um, corbin's fantastic you know it's it, good faces and it's it's good um exaggerated character characteristics really they are both characters i mean you couldn't make corbin up it, It's 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 very, very uh, fortuitous for
0: cartoons at the moment. <laughs> and in today's cartoon, you have the two of them effectively side by side, don't you? Just, yes. just talk us through today's cartoon. Well,
1: today's cartoon, it's uh, Boris Johnson apparently is going to do a speech this afternoon and he is apparently going to use the word groundhoggery with a reference to Groundhog Day where in the film. Uh, it, the day repeats itself again and again and again. So I just thought groundhoggery, and it's an animal, and cartoonists love drawing politicians as animals for some reason. don't know why. It's just I I, I love it. So I've done them both as groundhogs, repeating the same thing again and again and again. You can trust me. You can trust me. You can trust me. In our multimedia world, social media,
0: lots of tweets flying around, GIFs, memes, everything's Mm -hmm. animated. What is the appeal of a classic... Static newspaper cartoon,
1: why they still work. Firstly, I mean, it sounds so obvious, but a cartoon, a political cartoon, is the shape of a screen. Secondly, any cartoon backlit is better than it is on newsprint, actually. So they're they're really, really obvious. It sounds really sort of basic and obvious, but it's quite important that if you're going looking on a screen and you're flipping and you're scrolling and you know, which which everybody does, it's so quick, 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 quick to have a a cartoon that's backlit and hopefully nice and bright and hopefully uh, you know nicely done then that's really important i think um also people you say static people's attention span is uh getting shorter the old cliche of a cartoon is uh, worth a thousand words so the bolder and clearer it is in this age of uh luring attention spans um, well, I would say it's a pretty perfect thing for Twitter and and websites, especially. You know, I mean, people. I I often get
0: kind of I stop my tracks and and look at look at a cartoon because I kind of rely on these things to make sense of everything that's going on. Mm. There's a really important role for satire and comedy for people to to help people understand what's actually happening. Mm. Is that
1: still the case? Definitely. Um, it, it really is. I mean, I would say that the the, the, the Main part of my job is to hone down all the noise, especially with uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook. There's so much noise and so many voices. And My job, hopefully, uh, that I, I try and succeed in, is to bring all these voices and all these different opinions down to one solid image that hopefully sums up what's going on uh, with the politics of the day. Next.
3: People are angry about it, really angry. They really become angry
4: because it's a hug.
0: The reality TV star president, who is furious about the televising of his impeachment proceedings.
3: Hi, I'm Lawrence Telaglio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance.
1: Right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: The impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump is hitting the TV screens of America. How this new stage plays out may determine whether the president can win next year's U.S. election or even whether he lasts in office long enough to fight it. Joining us from the States is The Standards columnist Philip Delvis-Broughton. Philip, the president himself is pretty angry about all this.
2: He's not happy, and the reason he's not happy is because, as a former television man himself, as a host of The Apprentice, uh, someone who considers himself a master of the medium, he knows the importance of television in making issues suddenly very real. This is going from a sort of backroom investigation in which hearings were held in private... All we saw were people walking down corridors and disappearing into rooms. We're now going to see live testimony. And the country is going to really get a sense of what these charges are. And it's going to be much harder now for Trump to use his Twitter platform and try and cloud all of this. Uh, it, it's suddenly going to become a very different kind of scandal for him. And I think he realises that the stakes are suddenly going to go up dramatically.
0: But the Republicans had called for all of this to be held in public, hadn't they? They didn't like it behind closed doors.
2: They didn't like it behind closed doors, because on the one hand, they felt that it, essentially what's happened is we've had several phases of this. The first is news of this leaked out. Was it just another example of Trump's unique way of being president of the United States, um, a way of uh, dealing with you know, that perhaps is more suited to being a real estate developer in New York than being president. Everything has been unconventional about this president. And the Republicans seem to think that once the truth was out, once it was before the American people, somehow this case would fall to pieces. That doesn't seem to have happened. It seems to be getting stronger every day. And now we're going to see this played out in the most public way possible. And this is perhaps a source of regret for a lot of Trump supporters.
0: Are the Democrats banking on people watching this and changing their opinions about President Trump? Are they looking at specifically President Trump's supporters to see what's happening?
2: Absolutely. I think this is, you know, their great play to ensure that Trump doesn't get reelected at the end of next year, November 2020. Um, They've got a year to uh, really try and uh, destroy those reelection chances whether or not this impeachment process actually turfs him out of office. They hope that in effect it'll remove him from office by making sure that um, he doesn't get that majority in the electoral college he got last time. Uh, and that's, that's their real hope. This is all the scandals That have plagued trump in the past three years are coming to a head now and this is the democrats real chance to pin something on him and they hope that'll be enough to ensure he doesn't get re-elected
0: but could this backfire we know that nancy pelosi had been very reluctant to go ahead with this perhaps because it could actually strengthen president trump's
2: position well that's the thing he seems to grow stronger like some sort of superhero the more is thrown at him the stronger he gets uh the more he says this is a conspiracy this is a witch hunt the more rabid his political base becomes in saying, yes, this is just old-fashioned Washington trying to reverse uh, an election, a democratic election in 2016, and um, and get Trump out of office uh, undemocratically because they couldn't do so democratically. And I think Pelosi was very reluctant because over three years, there have been so many calls for people to impeach Trump, go after him in the courts, uh, drag his uh, aides, his White House staff in front of Congress, And I think she wanted to wait until she felt they had something that was really strong enough to get him. She clearly thinks this is it. Uh, As I said, whether they actually get him through the impeachment process or they wound him severely enough to ensure that he can't be re-elected. Her hope is that once you've pulled the trigger, this bullet better travel uh, in the way she wants it to.
0: Now. Greta Thunberg's about to set sail again. She's heading to Spain for an engagement that was moved very suddenly, the standards wishing her luck.
4: If Greta Thunberg gets seasick in the next few days, she'll have rioters in Chile to blame. Chaos in Santiago meant that the next big climate change conference was switched from South America to Spain, which left the campaigner with a problem. She had sailed to America over the summer and planned to head south over land. It turns out I've travelled half around the world the wrong way, she said when the venue changed continents. Now the owners of a 48-foot catamaran have come to the rescue. She's setting off on a voyage that could take three weeks. The conference starts on December 2nd. Bon voyage.
0: And that's the leader. We have an audio news update every weekday morning on our smart speakers. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back at 4pm tomorrow.